Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The oceans of the world occupy over 70% of the Earth's surface. They encompass 99% of the space available to living organisms, and yet only about 10% has been explored. 90% of this habitat exists in the deep sea, more accurately referred to as the abyss. Our scenario is entitled Echoes in the Deep, and this is version two. It was written by Matt Ryan and Noah Lloyd, who run an online role-playing resource called Reckoning of the Dead. They have produced many very clever single-page scenarios, and we look forward to playing more of them in the coming year. Let's go ahead and introduce our players. Uh, Fred, why don't you start? You are muted. You're muted. There we go. <laughs> My character is Johan Hjort. Uh, he's a marine biologist. Uh, he studied at Miskatonic University, where as an underfreshman, he was a severe pain in the backside of many of the senior and, and uh, tenured professors uh, who, um, after getting to know him, really encouraged him to go into marine biology and to hunt out the depths of the ocean, which he thought was a little bizarre, but it actually turned out to be a, a, a great calling for him. Uh, he is the lead biologist on our voyage today. Excellent. Jeff? I'm going by Anthony Stone. I'm also a marine biologist, but I'm sort of, I guess I'm Johan's uh, assistant. Um, I'm age 29. I'm still working on my doctorate. I'm actually not the best in the, uh, how do you want to say it? The schooling aspect of it. It's mostly my eagerness and adventure. It's that has gotten me to where I'm at right now. Sean. All right. Well, tonight I'm playing Mark Shipley. He goes by Finns though. Ex Navy SEAL, 35. Um, working for Miskatonic now. Uh, still adjusting to civilian life, even though it's a few years out. Um, but yeah, diving is what I do. Diving is what I like. I like to be given a job, and I. Make it happen. It's kind of a straightforward kind of rule follower, but uh, only, you know, when it makes sense. Cool. Mick? Hello. Um, my name is uh, Bob Thrower. Um, I'm a, an oceanographer and a submersible pilot. I work at the uh, at Arkham University. Um, I'm just in love with the sea. I, I grew up watching uh, in, in Search of and uh, Jacques Cousteau documentaries on TV in the 70s, and I just I just wanted to get down there. So uh, so that's what I do. Um, in my spare time, though, I, I I quite like mountaineering, you know, just just for a bit of a change. All right, cool. All right, the ocean is blue. The water is very wet. Let's begin our journey into the darkness. The year is 2017. The USS Whitaker, a Virginia-class nuclear-powered attack submarine, has just departed the Norfolk Naval Shipyards in Virginia. On her present course, she should reach the Falkland Islands in about nine days, and from there she will be going to a deep-sea trench. Attached to the top of her hull is a highly advanced 
Deep Sea Submersible on loan from Miskatonic University in Massachusetts, and her crew accompanies her. All right, you have just boarded uh, the submarine. Uh, you are met by the executive officer, Lieutenant Commander James Byron, and he welcomes you on board. Uh, he explains immediately that, of course, the captain is unavailable at the moment. He is preparing uh, to launch. Um, uh, gentlemen, welcome aboard. Uh, have you ever been on a Virginia-class submarine before? No, no, this is my first time. It's all very new, isn't it? It's quite advanced. Uh, you'll find the layout is a little bit different than previous uh, models. Uh, we we have uh, uh, it used to be that the the uh, the command center uh, was all on one level. Now we've got three levels, uh, and it's quite quite well protected from the outside. Uh, we're carrying a complement of nuclear missiles. Uh, and uh, it's actually quite large. We have a complement of uh, 14 officers uh, and junior officers and 120 uh, regular crew. We have so is, this, is this one of the Lockheed uh, Virginia class then? Yes. Great. I've been hearing about these for ages. I've always wanted to get down in one. Uh, I will show you around, and uh, with that, he shows you basically where the the uh, the wardroom is, where you guys will be eating. Uh, you will be eating in the officers' mess with the officers, not with the crew, unless you so choose. Swanky. Um, no, that's fine. I'd gladly pass on the PODs. Uh, uh, food is available most of the time. And the food is actually superb aboard a submarine. Submarine crews get fed very well. Um, in fact, as you're going through the area, the smell of baking bread is quite prevalent because they bake the bread right here on the, the, the ship. Um, he, he explains that it saves, uh, it saves a lot of space. Bringing the ingredients to bake the bread is far less, uh, 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 what's the word, uh, Encumbersome than uh, bringing loaves of bread. Uh, he shows you through the uh, uh, the missile room. Uh, the missile room is three stories high, uh, and he just happens to mention if you need any exercise, uh, the third level up, you can run around the missiles. Seventeen times around is one mile. So, good to know. I'll make uh, use of that. Uh, you, you meet various crew. Now there's basically four, uh, four different types of people on board. Uh, you've got the engineering crew, the navigation crew, the weapons crew, and the supply crew. So there will be a, a, a chief, uh, uh, officer, a lieutenant, I'm mean, sorry, a lieutenant for each of those sections plus crew that are working in those sections. Um, I won't go down the list of names. If you guys want to talk to one, I'll give you a name then. Uh, you then also have junior officers. Uh, there are nine junior officers. This is their first time on board this ship. All the other ones have been here many times before. 
there's also uh, Chief Cook. Uh, everybody calls him the Chop. Uh, there is no official medical. Uh, there's not a doctor on board. There is a uh, uh, an enlisted man that's uh, known as um, oh I forget they give him a corpsman a corpsman. Uh, he is trained. He knows how to do all kinds of medical procedures. If somebody gets uh, hurt, uh, find the corpsman. If uh, if somebody needs an appendectomy, well, clear the table in the in the officer's ward and call the corpsman. <laughs> He'll do the operation because once you guys are down, uh, you're on a military operation. They don't just turn around and go back just because somebody is injured. Uh, and he has an assistant. Uh, other than that, there's various, uh, uh, there's radio operators, uh, there's a reactor. Uh, this is nuclear sub, so there's people in charge of maintaining the reactor. Um, and everything that's done is done. There's also kind of a schedule that's posted all over the place. Um, they work in like three shifts. Uh, and uh, the shift is basically... If I understand it correctly, the shift is basically uh, a third of that shift, they are working at their job. The other third, the second third, they are training, they are going to school, they are learning, they are doing maintenance. Um, uh, everything on the ship, every single thing on the ship has a maintenance schedule. They don't, they don't let things break. They have a regular replacement. So the ship has redundancies and redundancies. It's very safe unless they were to take direct fire from an enemy. To an enemy. Um, and then he shows you where your bunks are. And they are very tight. They are three high. You only have barely enough room to climb into the bunk. You have a little bit of storage area where you can put your things and it's like, it's like being in a little coffin and you're going to have half a dozen other people in the same room with you. The corridors are very narrow, just enough room for you to scoot in there and get into bed. But these aren't hot bunks. I'm not going to be stuck in there with fins on the same, on the same bunk. Am I? Uh, <laughs> no, not on the same bunk, but he's okay. going to be above you or below you. We don't care what you, how you want to arrange it, but. You'll be in there with other people. And uh, are there any questions? Is there anything I can answer for you? I'm sure we'll are find we... our way around. I have a question. Are we in danger? No, not as far as we know. Of course, there's always the danger of being in a sub, but... Yeah, I mean, beyond normal danger. I mean... Why are we here? None that we know of. Well, why don't we go back to the ward room and have a cup of coffee, and I'll, I'll sort of go over some of what, what we have. So he shows you through. He also points out that there are diagrams so that you can sort of tell where you are on the sub. It's quite large. It's quite a big sub. It's, like an, it's not exactly an aircraft carrier underwater, but it's a pretty big sub. I don't know if there's anything to be nervous about, Anthony. I, these guys are, are trained professionals. This is probably another routine mission for them. They just want to use our eyes down there. Mm. 
And the only thing that it is is it's crowded. Um, it's not as crowded as subs used to be, uh, but there are 135 people, 134 people on board this underwater ship. There are three levels, which is amazing considering. All right, you get back to the ward room, and he uh, he pulls out a little file and uh, sets it down, and he says, well, he says the signal uh, was triangulated by three NOS satellites. Uh, those are Naval, uh, Naval, Naval Ocean Surveillance System satellites, uh, USA-423, USA-299, and OTS-674. And... He shows you a map. He basically says uh, the lo uh, location was spotted on the South Atlantic Ocean at 57.393864 degrees south, 2413430 degrees west, uh, which is the South Sandwich Trench. Um, the signal was triangulated at a depth of between five and six kilometers. The target also seemed to be moving slowly south, slowly northward. It was moving? Yes. Very slowly. And what kind of a signal again? Could you, could you explain that a little bit better to me? What, what kind of signal did you pick up from it? it? It would seem to be indicating that it was some sort of a submarine um not not dissimilar from our own but obviously far more advanced um we can only go down to 900 meters and this was quite this was probably somewhere between five and six kilometers and, and what about the signal makes you think that it's a submarine yeah i was wondering that what else could it be could it be a, a whale carcass just uh, caught in a, caught some sort of oh well. Well, okay. let's no, hope, let's hope when you get there, uh, you take a look and you you see. Our intention is for us to go there. Uh, we'll park the sub and you'll go down and see if you can pin, pinpoint the radiation source. And, I'm uh, I'm just can I can I just clarify something with you? Yes, sir. Um, you you say that you you got a signal. From that. Was it just a, a radioactive signature that you that you got, that there's a radioactive signature moving, or, or have you got some sort of idea of uh, an object of a certain size? Um, yes, we, we just received it. It was just a signature. We don't have enough resolution at that depth to be able to see what it was. Um, but we could see that, as I say, it appeared to be moving slowly. And so we think we're afraid a little. Well, he doesn't say afraid, but we're concerned. The Navy is concerned that one of our rival countries has developed the technology that we are unaware of. And such a technology would be devastating if they were able to hide at those kind of depths with nuclear weapons. Do you figure that they'll be hostile if we approach? Let's hope not. 
because in the uh, in the spud, we're, we don't exactly have any defenses down that deep. Well, we have fins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're going on an intercept course. Is that it? We're not. That is correct. We will be we're heading towards planning. the Falkland. Okay. Okay. We're going to head towards the Falkland Islands and then turn towards the South Sandwich Islands. It'll take. Um, about nine days to get the Falkland Islands, and then another day to get out to the okay. the sandwich. I mean, what what mm -hmm. what sort of what sort of data are you expecting us to collect down there? Because I mean, we can get we can get you sonar data from from a reasonable distance. Although obviously they're going to know that we're um, casting sonar at them. But um, I mean, if you want sort of we can do a, a, a visual identification of it, we'd have to get very, very close to an object. Well, uh, I believe that your submersible and uh, your drone have been fitted with Geiger counters. So you may be able to get fairly cl close without using a, a sonar ping. That might, in fact, give away your position. Hmm. I mean, there well, is. There I, I agree that we, we have to get exceptionally close. Once you get down past the the midnight zone and you're in these trenches, light just does not penetrate to, to much distance whatsoever. Yep. Well, I trust that you guys will come up with a plan. Um, we will do our best to keep you safe. Any other questions, gentlemen? Are we have, have, have we left port yet? Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, you're leaving port right now. <laughs> Why are you going to get off? <laughs> no, it's perfectly safe, Anthony. Just stay right here. <laughs> <laughs> the security of our of the security of our country is in is in possible jeopardy, gentlemen. It might be nothing. It might be a geological anomaly. It might be a, something that we haven't encountered before, but. Uh, we're most concerned with it being uh, some sort of a submarine. With the modern sensor technology that we know are on these submarines, what's the likelihood that if we get down that deep that someone with equal or better technology is going to know we're right there next to them? Is it? Is, do they have that kind of resolution and that, that, that kind of visibility on, on well, they'll, a they'll submarine like that? They'll know there's something down there with them. I mean, they won't necessarily know what it is. Hmm. Your submersible is pretty small. Um, yeah, and quite quiet, too. Yeah. Quieter than a, than a big, giant ship with props and cavitation and all that. We, yeah, we should be... With, with, without, without um, you know, unless they, unless they bring themselves... Even if it's a sub, unless they bring themselves by for, for a pass, the difference between a, sub, a, a submersible and, say, a giant squid is very difficult to ascertain just by sonar. The, the problem is that that depth, I, I don't, there, there are no giant squid at that depth. We're, we're thousands of feet beyond that, or meters beyond that. Yeah, yeah, that was just a, just an example. But... Sure, I, I, and I appreciate, I guess, you... you or just... a rock. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, when, it, when I think about the lives that were taken down there, I don't take that lightly. I really, you know, I, I don't want to take any, un, you know, undue chances or unnecessary chances here. Yeah, well, I, I can I can tell you now that I'm I'm not going to take any chances. So, well, we we expect you to do your best. Out. We uh, 
We wouldn't ask you to do this if we had the kind of equipment that you have. Uh, it's this is a, a cooperation of necessity. Well, you've got one of your best pilots right here. Bob's, you know, I've known him for at least 15 years, and you're not going to find better. So I guess we're the right crew for it. Outstanding. If you need anything, uh, uh, don't hesitate to ask. Uh, if you're in any particular area of the ship, uh, you do have the, uh, the various lieutenants, the chiefs in charge of those areas. And... Uh, other than that, gentlemen, uh, you are free to roam about and uh, do what you wish. Um, you're not on a regular. If you wish to take classes, um, there's there's actually a rather extensive library, uh, not of books, but of uh, of information. I don't know what they would have disks. Uh, it's, all, it's all on computer. Um, uh, but there are classes taught in various aspects of marine biology and stuff like that. You could probably teach one yourself if you wanted to. To keep yourself occupied over the next nine days. Just um, out of game for, for a, a moment, just, mm -hmm. just to clarify something. Our submersible, um, does, does it have claws? Sure. It does. All right. I just Your submersible is also state-of-the-art, the top of the line, the best. Okay. It's, 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 a, it's equivalent to like Challenger Deep. So we can manipulate things outside. Mm -hmm. okay. and, and will it hold all four of us or is it just a single or yes, two? it will hold all four of you tightly damn it's it's not <laughs> what, what about you to that what about two once we are in the submersible are we on our own or do we have radio contact with the submarine you, you should continue maintain radio contact you should be able also it, it'll take you uh to descend to the very bottom of that trench might take you two hours it's a long way down. Okay. And what's what's our um, oxygen and fuel capacity? How long can we stay out in that submersible? Oh, e easily eight hours. Okay. You could actually, in an emergency, reach the surface. But that would take you, once again, probably another probably yeah. three hours to go from the bottom to the surface. Are, are they kind of tentatively planning to drop us off somewhere in advance of the path of this object no. so that then we have an intercept course they will they will do their best once they get there well i'm i'm, I'm talking as if it's them um byron is right there he says we will okay. get you to the trench we will do our best to locate the object and we won't utilize you until we actually know the area and uh, we can literally drop you right down to it. Take a look. Are you continuing to get um, satellite telemetry on this object? I I don't have that information at this time. If you could find that out, I would be interested in understanding its movement patterns. If we can determine any sort of yeah any sort of repetition to its movements. Yeah. All right. I'm going to ask either in-game or out, because I'm not so sure. Probably in-game. Um, uh, radiation. Uh, does our sub that we're on right now give off radiation? Are you talking about the Whitaker? Yeah. Yeah. Up until recently, they didn't let women on board these ships. But now they do. 
So it's just a little radiation. Okay. All right, gentlemen. Uh, I will be. I have to go back up onto the the command deck. Um, um, enjoy. Thank you. And, uh, thank you. And he gets up and he leaves. I don't think right. much of this coffee. It tastes faintly of awful for some reason. <laughs> Bob, Bob, if you see any big red buttons, don't push them. Do you realize it could be like anything up to like three weeks and, and until anyone can have a cigarette? I mean, I'm not a smoker myself, but that's a lot of frayed nerves down here. I imagine some of these guys are used to the deployments of six months or more on a ship like this. Yeah. Yeah. They go down and they don't come up for a long time. Helps keep them hidden. They surface once in a while, but I don't think there's a whole stream of people going up to smoke. Mm, probably not. Nicorette gum is in heavy, <laughs> heavy use down here, probably. There's a dispenser. Have we? Well, fellas, we should bunk. Get her. Oh, go ahead. Have we been down this deep ever before? Is this new to us? Um, you guys have the submersible. You probably have done missions down to the down okay. into the trenches before. Yep. That's what I was. Yeah, thinking. I mean, we've 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 done tests. We know we know the submersible. Uh, it's it's well within its capabilities. We've just never been down this long. We, I or maybe even in this trench. The, yeah. uh, this is one of the deepest trenches in the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's there's plenty of that uh, we've been studying at shallower depths in other trenches. It's just when you get down this far and at this remote of a location, there's uh, it's harder to get money to come this way because it, it seems like it's tougher to find things down here. Yeah, I mean, we should, we should be a little selfish here, too, if we can learn stuff while we're down here. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Take lots of photos. Yeah, interesting to see what's down there. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure there's a great deal of uh, of fauna to be seen down there, but um, yeah, definitely. We've yeah, that at those kind of depths, I would expect most of it would, uh, you know, be something you need to put under a microscope. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's uh, with, with by the sounds of it. I think we're going to be it's going to be of more geological interest than anything else. I've seen some neat mineral formations when down that low, though. I mean, just the stuff that happens because of tectonic and uh, volcanic activity. You can get some really beautiful uh, mineralogical oh, yeah, yeah. formations. Well, well, there's, 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 uh, this is still a hot zone. There's some there's some sort of some simmering volcanoes and vents down there. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe we'll find some of those tube worms. <laughs> Could be. I'm not a biologist. You guys know the sciencey stuff. I, wonder if we'll see some really I just saw it on TV. <laughs> Sorry. We might see some really neat crinoids. Or are we too deep for them, too? I believe we're too deep for most of them, yes. Guys are the marine biologists. I don't yeah. know the answers. <laughs> the uh, 
I, I personally, if I, I, I wish I was coming down here under other circumstances because the, the islands down this way are full of gorgeous species of penguins. So uh, it's neat to watch them kind of screaming their heads off and doing their craziness. <laughs> that they taste horrible. <laughs> I heard they're all fatty. I, in one of my survival classes, we talked about different locations where what food to get, and they said you could you could live off of penguins, but not the best tasting things. I, it's, I, isn't it meant to be quite sort of like fishy tasting meat, like somewhere between yeah. fish and chicken? What what kind of wine would you drink with that? <laughs> Strong, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what would you guys like to do? I think if it's okay, Tom, I'd like to, to have a brief conversation with the. Uh... No, no, sorry, no, no, we're good, we're good. Have you guys just figure it out? Sorry, I'm, I'm dithering. My character's just sort of. <laughs> I've been on a submarine before, and uh, as part of my uh, military work, and. Never really happy being in the boat. I want to be in the water. So I did. I know I'm going to get a little antsy on the boat, guys. So I'm just going to go read a bit. If I disappear, that's why. Okay. Well, um, okay. I'm going to stow my stuff away, and then I think probably it's time to. Uh, to go and visit the, the submersible for what I imagine is going to be the first of uh, a great many safety checks over the coming days. The submersible is attached to the top of the submarine, so you actually climb up into your submersible. Um, that's towards actually the back of the submarine. Okay. Um, and um, Anthony, what are you doing? I'm going to wander. Okay. So you wander around, and uh, most of the people who have a free second to chat with you are really interested in what you do, and you know where you're from, and and uh, the submersible, and what's it like going down that deep into the ocean. Um, this must be, this must be just like skimming the surface for you. Very peaceful. So one of the people that you meet along the way is, uh, is a man named Aaron uh, Rumsey. He's in the navigation department. And uh, well, I'll just, I'll just be him. Um, so how are you guys going to, what, what are you guys actually going to do down there? You're going to see if you can pinpoint it? That's a good question. From the sounds of it, we're just going to be dropped off near it, and then it's up to us to get to whatever this thing is that's producing the signal, and then we're going to hopefully identify it. You have Geiger counters and all that so that you can... Yeah. Hopefully like, wow. He says, that's, uh, that sounds really, really fascinating. I wish I could go with you. I don't even know if we're going to see anything. We probably... There's no light down there. We're going to have to get really close or use some really bright spotlights. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a biologist or anything. I thought there were all kinds of fish down there that glowed in the dark. 
Yeah, probably. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they'll be that deep. Hmm. Wow. That's that's really kind of amazing, though, that you're going to be down there. Well, I hope I hope whatever you find is really not as dangerous as we're thinking that it might be. If it's a if it's an attack sub, that would be some advanced attack sub. Yeah. Although they are sending a military submarine, so maybe somebody knows more than what they're letting on to us. Oh, I don't know. I think that's why you're here, because they don't know. <laughs> I don't think they would have involved you if they knew anything more. Anyways, that's basically... Do you have any questions for him? He's a navigator. No, not really. I, we, we have our... He's an ensign, by the way. Ensign, ensign Ramsey. Did you say Aaron or Aaron? Aaron, A A R O N. A. But he is an ensign. Ensign Aaron Rumsey. Navigation. He's a nav. They call them navs. They call them. Uh, they call them navs. Uh, if they're in engineering, they're uh, engine ENGs. If they're uh, if they're in the weapons area, they're WEPs. And if they're uh, in the uh, supply, they're SUPs. Probably the most creative, but it works. Not, not really, yeah. The only one that's kind of creative is the cook. He's the chop. I guess because he chops things up. All right. Um, you encounter a few other people as you go along. Um, uh, the chief engineer is uh, Mark Meminger. Uh, chief navigation is Kendrick Bailey. Uh, these are all lieutenants. Um, chief of weapons is Claude Germain. Uh, and uh, the chief of the supply chief is Ruben Endress. And then various other people. Uh, why don't you do a. Um, Why don't you do a uh, knowledge? Let's see what we call it. Yeah, knowledge roll that works. Um, intelligence. Oh boy, that's a good way to start the game. A ninety-nine. Okay, you don't know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about could I get a sense from the crew? So again, I think Anthony is worried about being in danger. Does the crew seem on edge at all, or is this pretty much just a strictly routine, just another mission? Uh, they seem very focused and well trained on their their jobs, so okay, you, know, you don't get any kind of tension from them. Okay, great. Uh, the only people, that, the only exception to that, is all of the ensigns, the uh, the junior officers. This is their first time, so they're trying really hard you know, to make an impression, to do a good job, to, So they might be a little nervous, but they're only nervous because it's their first time at this, at this level. Okay, that actually makes me feel a little bit better. Um, how about the rest of you? Uh, yeah, Sean, you said you were going to go. Sorry, not Sean. Uh, Mark, you're, you say you're going to read? Well, I'm going to wander off um, with the intentions of going to whatever library you said that 
exists, whether it's physical. I know it's not physical library. Right. And I, I mean, my my idea of reading is just sort of I like to prepare for anything and guys have worked the we all before before you know like to prepare for things in advance so i'm just going to head in there and just see if there's anything i can read up on in their databases that are available on uh generally the location we're going to i was okay. basically going to do the same thing okay go together that's good we've worked together before we know each other i'm not trying sure. to avoid anybody yeah yeah i mean i think it's just a good idea for us to be prepared and i mean while 90 some percent of the you know the the, the life down in the ocean is going to be in your, your top 200 meters. So, I mean, we're going down to, you know, areas I haven't really spent a whole lot of time studying. So it'd yep. be good to brush up on some of this. I generally know my way around too, because I've been, you know, on, in my previous career, I've been deployed a few times for insertion using these subs. So I can tell you where the washrooms are. How's that? Excellent. Well, as you uh, as you you're doing a little research, I mean, you find out some simple things. You find that the the trench is about a hundred kilometers off the coast of uh, the Sandwich Islands, the South Sandwich Islands. Um, uh, it's a it, it, it's part of the the red, uh, what's it called the rim the Pacific Rim uh, or the Atlantic Rim, whatever. It's 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 got volcanoes along the the edges. Uh, the trench is about 965 kilometers long, and the maximum depth is 8,428 meters below sea level. Um, and other than that, it seems like a trench. Just another deep place for you to take your sub down into. Huh. All right. Does it seem like the waters are, are, do we have any information on like the, the waters and current and whether or not it's fairly safe uh, or if we're going to encounter a lot of like turbulence, things like that down there? You shouldn't incur any, once you get down to the abysmal depths, there's, I don't think there is any current. Okay. It's very, okay. very, very slight. I guess in character um, I would have known that, but okay. Uh, you also find out that you're, uh, let's see, I thought I had a, Thing about the Whitaker. Anyways, it's big. <laughs> I won't give you the exact size of the Whitaker, but it's big. Um. All right. So, uh, you you start to get into this routine. Uh, it's it's easy to adopt. It's it's posted everywhere. Um. Uh, basically, eating and sleeping is you know what you're going to be doing, and. Uh, getting in a little exercise and, and stuff like that. Um, I would like you all to do luck rolls and give me uh, who gets the worst. <laughs> oh, that might be me. Um, <clears throat> 87. I've passed with a 46. Very good. I got four. You did very well. I got a seven. All right. So, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Johan's not feeling very lucky. Yeah. Um, Fred, uh, you're wandering around. This is the second day. Um, 
you've you've eaten uh, earlier. Uh, you're wandering around and you hear a call over the intercom uh, for the corpsman uh, to come to the the sort of the sick bay they have. It's not much of a sick bay. It's like huh. one cot. And um, where you are standing, uh, the corpsman comes right past you. And you find out that the the sick bay is just like two doors farther down from where you are. So you see him going there, and you can hear him talking to some of the other crew that are in there. Like, what happened? Does and, it seem uh, crowded down that way? It's crowded everywhere. There's there's no place here where you're going to ever find any privacy. Do but, I seem uh, like I would be in the way to proceed and take a look in there? Not really. Well, Nobody sure. would notice. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious. I'm going to pop my head in there. All right. So uh, uh, a couple of other crew have brought in this one guy, and uh, uh, he's laying down on the cot, and he says, so what, what's going on? And he says, well, he seems to be complaining of stomach problems, but uh, uh, he's broken out in this rash all over. And uh, the carman starts to look at it, and he says, well, you know, I think we can take care of this. Uh, gentlemen, you can go back to your posts. And uh, they, of course, do that. Um, and at that, about that time, he sees, uh, the corpsman sees you. Um, and he's like, uh, you're one of the, uh, the civilians, yes? Uh, yes, sir. My name's Johan Yurt. Uh, I'm the lead biologist on the team. Ah. Good. Well, good biologist. Maybe you can give me some uh, guess as to what this this might be here. Here, let's uh, help me get this guy's uh, clothes off. Now, the guy's not unconscious. Okay. Uh, he's just itchy. Huh. Um, what you notice is that he seems to have broken out in a kind of a rash, um, except that, I mean, it, it's blotchy in places on his chest and down one arm uh normally rashes tend to be bright red you know in this case it's off colored it's almost almost like a darker brown than his natural skin color uh instead of red it's going brown and uh it's odd it's odd looking you don't think you've ever seen anything like it you don't really have a medical if you have medical you can roll it but, no, just first aid and then the the the, the biology. Yeah. Anyway, he says uh he says, you know, uh, we're, we'll we'll make up some uh uh some cream or something and and put this on, some calamine lotion or or something like that. Now, has uh, that been spreading or did that all appear at one time? Um, how long have you had this, son? He says just just since this morning. Um the guy's name is uh, Ernest Wheeler, by the way. Ernest Wheeler. He's enlisted. Yeah, uh, Ernest. When when that when that started, where uh, where were you? He says, "Well, it started when I was getting ready to go on duty. Um, uh, it just it's like uh, after I'd gotten up and I'd cleaned myself up, uh, I started to itch, and there it was. And uh, it's just gotten." gotten worse 
just over the last few hours. Do you feel sick otherwise? Uh, yeah, kind of. I tried eating some, but but my stomach's not, not feeling so great. I'm probably going to lose it. Yeah. Uh, what's the Corman's name? Uh, Corman's name is um, Dr. Corey Lane. He is a doctor. Well, okay. he's, he's not a doctor, but he's... Everybody calls him Doc. Okay. Uh, Doc Lane, uh, I know you guys are except, <laughs> exceptionally safe on, on board here, and I don't mean to doubt anybody's professional work, uh, but is there any chance this is a, a, a radiation thing? Oh, no. This isn't radiation at all. Okay. Radiation looks completely different than this. Uh, and, and I'll do some tests just, you know, to make sure, but yeah, this doesn't look like radiation. Um, okay. besides, uh, Corman, you're not, I mean, uh, 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 I guess he's, I, they call him privates. They call him sub submariner, submariner. Ensign. Well, no, the guy's not an ensign. He's just a enlisted. Oh, he's, yeah. Um, um, seaman. Uh, yeah, maybe that's what they call him. Seaman. Um, uh, what's what's your position? Where are you working? And he says he's in navigation. He's not in in the reactor. Oh. So, okay. Well, anyways, I don't see that there's much more that we can do right now. Uh, I'll keep him here, keep him monitored, and uh, we'll see if we can uh, relieve the the itching. Sure. Sorry, I couldn't help more. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks for your assistance. All right. What are the rest of you doing this morning? I'm running around the missiles. I start my morning with exercise every day. Okay. Um, I'm I'm going to visit the map room and see if I can find any uh, charts. Um, well, which they will have, obviously, because we're heading there. Um, just charts of the of the trench. Try and sort of familiarize myself with the the, the topography of the region, so okay. I know what to expect. Okay. Um, I don't have anything like that, but you you find everything that you need uh it's all computer so um and uh anthony what are you doing i'm probably just going to be doing the same thing i'm just i'm kind of bored I'm, I'm looking to just explore the submarine as much as i can without getting in trouble okay um you can also sit on on and on some of the classes Mm, okay. um, things are going on all the time because, like I say, it's a rotation of three different groups mm -hmm. to everything. Um, oddly enough, that doesn't apply to the officers. The officers are actually on a completely different schedule. They're on like, I don't know exactly how it runs, but it's something like they're on for 24 hours and then they get a period where they're off and then they're back on again for 24 hours. And it goes on like that. It's pretty grueling for the officers. Um. All right, so you're just you're just wandering around. Mark, you're upstairs running around the uh, the reactor, the the mm -hmm. the, the missiles, missiles yeah. and uh, uh, while you're there, you're joined by a couple of others who also are uh, are running around the missiles. Give them a nod. Yeah, it's 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 a nice group. Everybody's very friendly. Um. When you're done, uh, 
I, I, I should mention that they have you have kind of a special way of taking showers on board these ships. Water is the most precious substance on the ship. And there is that you actually make your own water. The, uh, the reactor uh, needs fresh water. It's designed so that it actually takes seawater, tears it apart on a molecular level and creates water. But water is in, it's, it's not an endless source. So when you take showers, it's basically you wet yourself down, you turn the water off, you soap yourself down, you clean yourself, then you rinse yourself off with as little water as you can possibly manage. So you're getting ready to head down towards the place where you can do this after you've had your run. And you notice one of the crew um, had been something kind of odd. As you're walking down the corridor and you're looking, this crewman had been working maintenance on some piece of equipment. And as you approach him, you're approaching him from behind. So he doesn't see you, but he's he's gone past the equipment he's working on, and he's leaning on the hull, the outside hull of the ship, and he's got his hands and his face pressed up against the, the metal, and he seems to be unmoving, almost um, in a trance. Can I see his rank on his shoulder? Oh yeah, he's just just a, an enlisted man. I'll just walk up, stay a relatively safe distance. Say, "Hey, buddy, what's up? You okay?" When you do that, he sort of takes a breath in and he goes, "Oh, oh yeah, yeah, just 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 a little tired. Sorry." And he uh, he's you need me to deep. call a corpsman? Yeah, don't 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 tell anybody. I'm I'm fine. I'm just. Uh, a little distracted, but you know, don't don't report me anything, please. You know, when he turns around, I'll make note of his name, though, in my mind, so I know what his name is. Okay, it's uh, um, uh, Julian Leach. Julian Leach, <laughs> nice naval name, Leach. Okay, all right. Um, I'll just nod. And does he keep going in the same direction, or does he turn off somewhere else, or what does he do? No, he goes immediately back to what he was doing, maintenance on something. Oh, he's work oh, so he's in the same area where he's working on. Okay. Yeah. Is he working on anything important, or is it just regular everyday stuff? Just just regular everyday stuff, something that is just a piece of equipment that's you know, it's the equivalent of changing a light bulb. Okay, okay. I'll just uh, I'll proceed, but when I get to the point where I can still see him from a distance, Mm -hmm. I know it's kind of hard on a sub. Um, I'll just sort of look back and hope, see, you know, assuming he can't see me, and sort of see if he just continues working or does he go back to doing what he did. He seems to continue just doing what he was working. I mean, he's just working. Okay. Okay. Well, um, yeah. Uh, I'll keep going, but if I see anybody who's a senior, like an officer, senior officer, I might uh, take them aside. Okay. I've been on subs, and I know that uh, you, know, you can't have someone who's about ready to pass out while they're doing work. Right. All right. Um, I should explain in the evening, uh, you have dinner in the officer's mess, the officer's wardroom, 
uh, and uh, the captain always eats with you. Um, seems like a very interesting man. His name is uh, uh, Edward Toffer. Uh, Captain Edward Toffer. Um, he asks you questions. He seems very formal, very disciplined. Um, the Captain Picard of the Sea. <laughs> uh, uh, and, uh, you know, ask questions. You know, uh, he, he looks like he's well-respected and admired by the other members of the crew. But when you reach the fourth day, the captain doesn't show up for dinner. Um, Lieutenant Commander Byron makes excuses that uh, he's training new crew. He's, he's, he's putting the crew through the ringer on, uh, on the, the, in the command area. So he apologizes, but he's, he's not going to be joining us. Um, Fred, uh, uh, Johan, uh, do you do anything in the last couple of days, uh, significant? I mean, just what you're normally doing or? Yeah. I, I mean, if I had found a large amount of data on the trench, then I, I probably would have spent a good deal of time diving into that, making sure that I was aware of anything that might seem threatening to the team. Uh, and then, uh, you know, maybe kind of taking a look at new naval technologies just because I'm curious about, you know, what do we think, you know, might be down there if it is another type of submarine. Otherwise, probably just reading some, you know, something on an e-reader and kind of spending a lot of day hanging out on the bunk. Okay. Um, go ahead and do a luck roll for me. That's a pass. Okay. You went at one point to check on uh, the crew member that had gotten the rash. Hmm. Um, the rash seemed to have gotten much worse. Um, it's it's got it's blistering parts of his skin and he is now almost unable to take food he's he's quite ill and the coloration of this this rash uh seems to be like bright green oh do i have any ability whatsoever to uh to determine if something like this is communicable or you know, that we have to worry about well infection. Two other members of the crew, Ned Groller and Harold Pierce, have also begun to show symptoms. Did they um, did they inhabit similar areas and do you know, were they in similar similar places? Well, Ernest, uh Ernest Wheeler, the first guy, uh he was from navigation. Um uh, Sam Portsmouth is from uh, uh, the weapons area, and Harold Pierce uh, works in the kitchen. So, no. Um, 
they also seem to be one day behind each other. So the progression. Okay. So it's Ernest first, then Sam. Then I'm sorry, who was the last name? Uh, Ernest, Sam, and then Ned. Ned, okay. And do they share uh, share rank? No. No? Do they bunk in the same areas? Nope. Uh, I asked him about where they were taking showers. Was it in the same area? Well, there's really only the one shower. Yeah, the one shower area. So, yes, they, they do shower in the same area. Okay. Similar times of day? Uh, two of them, yes, but the other one, no. Okay. Um. I asked the corpsman, you know, what does he think of this? I mean, it seems like a highly dangerous situation. He's like, I, I don't know. It's some sort of an infection. But um, yeah, but Doc, what's protocol for something like this? I mean, you guys got to know what happens if the flu breaks out down here or, you know, got to have something. To keep normal protocol on the submarine is that we do our mission and uh, and get back as fast as we can, but we don't we don't stop a mission because somebody gets sick. Yeah. Well, do you need to isolate these guys? If you know, well, I've got them fairly well isolated. Um, they're not roaming about, but the thing that's baffling me is how they're contracting it because they don't seem to be, they don't seem to have anything in common. They're not even friends. Yeah. That's why I was, uh, kind of asking, you know, asking these guys what, what they've been up to. Um, uh, how do they see them otherwise? Do they uh, are, are they are they able to keep their wits about them? Um, so far, they're just really uncomfortable and unable to keep food down progressively. Uh -huh. and, uh, the one who came in today, Her uh, Ned, he's got it like like uh, Ernest had on the first night, the first day. Is there a science station on board here anywhere that would have microscopes so we could do slide work? No. No, it's not that kind of a vessel. It's an attack sub. Sure. Okay. He says, I, you know, I've, uh, I think some of the, uh, on the, the next, the next proposed model, they're supposed to have a medical crew, but I'm it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of variation in these, uh, in this class submarine. I was just hoping that maybe you guys were outfitted with a kit like that, maybe because of uh, needing to test things that brings the seal that the seals bring back on board or something like that. Uh, all right. Well, can you keep me informed as to what's going on here and let me know if this continues to spread? And uh, Absolutely. I, I've just, I, I, I can't help but be concerned about this. I want to make sure the team stays safe. And, uh, you know, by any chance, have you heard anything about the captain recently? Have you seen him? Um, not really. Then I'm, I don't go up onto the command deck unless I'm called up there. Okay. All right. I was just curious. I, I, I was hoping to see him last night. Didn't get a chance to. So I don't know if maybe where, you knew where I could find him now. Okay. Um, all right. Um, Jeff, uh, Anthony, um, you're also wandering around. Uh, do a spot hidden for me. Yes, oh five. All right. Uh, you are in a corridor somewhere to 
towards um, towards the area of the ship where the officers actually sleep. Now, believe it or not, the officers, uh, uh, most of them still sleep in very similar conditions to the way you guys are in bunks. But the captain the, and, the, and the, um, the lieutenant commander, they have uh, little staterooms. Uh, they're not much bigger than what you guys have, but they have a little sink, and uh, they're just a little, little bit better. Mm -hmm. um, you happen to be near the staterooms, um, maybe a few doors down, they're down that way. And you hear some people talking. You hear a couple of people talking, you think. Um, sounds like maybe the captain's voice. Um, you can't quite make out what they're saying. It's too echoey. It's just you just can't quite make it out. But as you sort of glance down the, the corridor to where the stateroom is, you see... Um, uh, Aaron Rumsey from Navigation, and you see uh, Captain Topher, and Rumsey is handing Topher a book. Looks like an old leather book. And that's it. That's That's what you see. At which point, Rumsey turns around and goes wherever he's going to go. And the captain goes into his stateroom. Was this suspicious? Is that why it caught my attention? Or is it just something I just noticed? It was different than anything that you've seen. You know, it's... Maybe it's nothing. Mm -hmm. But why has he got some old book? Mm -hmm. That just seemed odd. Maybe it's a Memento. Mm -hmm. Personal reading, maybe. Yeah, but I'll, 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 I'll take note of it. Okay. All right. Um, on the fifth day, two of you notice at some point during the day. Oh, can, can I stop? Go ahead. Tom, I... Because of what I've seen now, this does concern me. The the infection on a small, or on a, on a contained vessel like this, I make sure the rest of the team knows about what I've seen. Okay. And and that I suspect it could be communicable. In that, you know, make sure they're not using hand towels and other things that might otherwise seem somewhat innocent. Try not to have a lot of contact with other surfaces and basic gut hygiene practices. Okay. So. Well, if he mentions that, I will mention what I saw. This, or whoever, whatever his rank was, leaning against the wall as if something was unwell, like face against the, the, the outside. I'll explain what I saw in the conversation what, I had. And uh, what was his name? Leech. Leech. Okay. Yeah, and this was in. It, it seemed like there was this guy Everest, and then Sam, and then Ned, and they were from Nav Weapons and the kitchen. It didn't seem like they really were. I was except I was That's kind of expecting them to all be yeah in, in really close quarters. Yeah, well, yeah. You, well, the whole ship's close quarters though. Yeah. So well, they all either way, the same areas. 
Yeah. Let's wash our hands. These, yeah, and these lesions look pretty nasty. Yeah, I, they're turning green on these guys, and they're they're damn uncomfortable. So, okay. Did you say, did you say yeah. kitchen? Hmm? Did you say kitchen? Yeah, yeah, kitchen. Oh. But there's yeah, it, it, it looks like you're keeping him down in the infirmary now. So well, I'm gonna microwave anything I eat now. Yeah. Green. What, what do you think that is? Like an algae or something's got into something? I I couldn't tell. Didn't look like anything plant based to me. Jeez, I don't want to turn green. Gang green. Unless it's jealousy. That's the only joke I tell on the entire voyage. <laughs> I'm a very serious man. Taciturn, right. some might say. All right, thanks, Tom. Um, did I say fifth day or sixth day? Doesn't matter. Let's just skip. We'll say it's the sixth day. By the sixth day, a couple things you've noticed. The captain still is not eating with you. Um, it seems like in sick bay, one person every day contracts this rash. No more. Just one person each day contracts the disease or whatever it is. Each one in turn gets worse and worse and worse. By now, uh, Ernest Wheeler's body is completely covered in this rash, and he is becoming incoherent, and they've isolated him. They've actually put him into a tent, you know. And at the, the most the corpsman can do is make him as comfortable as possible, uh, but nothing seems to be working at all. And now that you've heard what, uh, what Mark said, um, you have all noticed the occasional crewman that seems to have stopped working and is leaning on the outer bulkhead of the ship um, almost longingly, almost in some sort of a trance, um, as if they were listening to something or waiting for something to happen. Um, and when this first happened, when you first see your first one, they seem to come to the second you make a noise, but as the days progress, some of them, you almost would have to shake them to get them to pay attention. And it starts to include some of the officers as well. Um, group meeting, guys. Uh, yeah, I agree. Great. You know, you know when I see uh, find a room that's not open. Yeah, yeah. When I first see this, is there any indication that this could be a uh, a mental illness of some sort, like a, a like a delirium or something that could have been brought on by drugs? It does seem like the people are on drugs, like they're experiencing some sort of a euphoria. Okay. The, the looks on their faces when you've seen them seem to be almost euphoric. 
Okay, fellas, I'll be honest with you. Before the voyage here, because of my previous work, my previous job, I did have a bit of a discussion with some senior military brass before this, before we left port. And I'm wondering, do you guys think I should go and maybe have a little talk with maybe not the captain, but one of the senior officers to see if there's anything going on? Any concerns they have? Because I, I'm a little concerned that we're out in the middle of the ocean going way down south with a ship of people getting sick and acting weird. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea. I mean, we're what now? Um, two and a half, three days out from uh, the Falklands. Yeah, we're like off Argentina now or something. Yeah. Well, maybe off Brazil. You should yeah. probably be there day after tomorrow. Um, okay. Okay. And if we need to find well, a, another vessel to try to uh, to match up with from the navy or whatever, I mean, we we need to we need some time to do that. Uh, especially if yeah, this is well, going to be a progressively worse situation with the crew. It, I, mean, I, I, I absolutely, yeah. I absolutely think you're right. We need to elevate this because someone's got to take notice of the fact that if it proceeds, we could we could become incapacitated down here, not having the hands to maintain the ship. What's what's with them listening to the to the hull of the? Has anybody tried it? I mean, has anybody put their ear up to the side of it? I mean, it sounds crazy, but. No, I mean I've got uh, there's there's um, I mean there's sonar equipment on the submersible. I could I could listen. I could have a listen outside, and um, you know there's a um, there's sonar and there's a scope. A scope? I'm familiar with that. It's a really new piece of equipment. Can't quite remember the name of that piece of equipment at the moment. Endoscope. Endoscope. Nope. A scope. Ah, that one. The machine that goes ping. What a bathyoscope. The machine that goes ping. I love the fact that when I play with you guys, you get all these great references for Monty Python. I'm like, I'd have a listen. See if there's anything out there. Ping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just the ocean that goes ping. Um, the ocean that goes bloop. So you're going to bloop. try to use, you're going to try to use some uh, some equipment to see if you can hear what's going on. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can I can just um, I'll do this under the cover of just testing it. I mean, I'm just testing mm -hmm. the equipment on sure. the submersible. Sure. There's nothing unusual in sure. that at all. Well, we can access the submersible, can't we? Are we allowed to go up into it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been... I, I, I go up there every day for a couple of hours. Okay. I, I run, run right. my safety checks every single day. Go ahead and do a listen roll. We'll call it a listen roll. Okay. And I got 40 out of 40. Hmm. Technically, that's a zero, so it might be 400 out of 40. No, it's 40 out of 40. There's a, there's a noise that you're not sure. You, you realize immediately that you're not really sure what a Virginia-class submarine sounds like um, in this case. It's probably just the submarine. 
but you're not 100% sure. It sounds weird, but then this is a highly advanced. It doesn't make the same sound as an old-fashioned submarine. What, what does it sound like? Just It's kind of a whirring sound, and, and you're pretty sure that most of that noise is the submarine. But there might be something else. You're not quite sure what it is. But it doesn't sound interesting. It just sounds like it. it you, 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 you're 99% sure that it's a mechanical sound. And, and what about outside the range of hearing? I mean, just sort of with instrumentation. Um, um, doesn't seem to be anything out of the ordinary. Components? Yeah, there does, doesn't seem to be anything out of the ordinary. You might pick up some distant whale calls and, and things that are sub, subsonic. And, uh, but those things you can probably identify pretty well. Okay. Um, all right, Frank, uh, Frank, you're Frank in too many. <laughs> the funny thing is I know who you're talking to. <laughs> of course. Uh, oh, can Anthony. I, can, I, can I just say that um, the word I couldn't remember before was hydrophone. Hydrophone. Uh, yes, it sounds just like water. Um. All right, uh, Anthony, what are you up to? I think I'm following Bob. Um, oh, but <laughs> in, in addition to that, though, um, I like uh, Finn's idea. So I'll, at some point, I'm going to stop and put my ear to the outside wall. Okay. You, you don't hear anything unusual. Just vibrations of the ship yeah okay maybe this um, is a joke that they pull on civilians <laughs> yeah i'm there not a civilian <laughs> submar submariners submariners are known for playing yeah there's not much to do jokes. looking for entertainment they're usually more uh more creative though um on the ninth day, you arrive at the Falkland Islands. Um, you, you don't arrive. You, you're passing the Falkland Islands. Um, the captain has still not shown up on, on board on, on, at, for dinner. Um, uh, the only thing you get from the crew when you're talking about it is that he's a hard ass and that he is driving the crew uh, Taking, taking constant measurements um, to see if he can locate the possibility of any other signatures outside the trench on the way. He, he seems a man obsessed with what could possibly be out there. Um, uh, but you're getting that second hand. How about, are they able to confirm that whatever it is we've been sent to look at is still there? Like, are they still getting signals? As far as, as far as they know, the satellites have, have, when they passed over, 
were still able to note that something was there. So Is it staying this, in the same general area? Uh, it's moved maybe 20 miles uh, since the last, since the very first time, but very slowly. Is it headed in a certain direction? It seems to be heading northward along the bottom of the trench. And um, only 20 miles. Only 20 miles in nine days. You know, this this could quite easily just be, I mean, it could be just a large volume of uh, of nuclear waste that's been dumped there. It's been and carried there, along by a, um, a deep sea current. There are currents, especially in the deep trenches. I, I They're slow, so... Hmm. Tomorrow, did, you, did Finn? Did you have any luck when talking to the uh, uh, to the brass? You know, trying to get any sort of word out of them as to what was going on. And well, they had any shared any concern about the crew. Well, that's the thing, uh, Tom. Who uh, GM question? Taking a look at the senior uh, officers that are around, certainly want to pick out one that doesn't seem to be affected. Doesn't seem to be ill. Well. Um, Lieutenant Commander Byron, um, as the days have progressed, uh, you've noticed he's quite stressed. Um, he doesn't seem sick. He doesn't seem, uh, to be behaving oddly. He's just, he's concerned because the, 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 the captain seems to be really driving the crew hard. Mm -hmm. and to do what? Sorry, um, go to go over uh, procedures over and over and over again. Uh, he's got them drilling. He's got them, uh, um, you know, he's he's keeping them on. It's, it's just everything that he does seems obsessive and somewhat unlike his normal demeanor. Maybe he is extremely concerned about something that, you know, Captain might know something that that he doesn't tell his officers, um, but as a result, a lot of the the stress has fallen onto Byron. He's got crew that are sick. He's got crew that are um, behaving oddly. Uh, however, he assures you that we have enough redundancies and we have enough crew here that we can easily handle the problems that are going on. You don't have a tremendous amount of confidence in him saying that, but... Does he recommend that just because we've been called in to do this, maybe I could speak to the captain, or is that uh, not something that's going to happen? Well, he says, I can't stop you from trying, but I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll let him know, because I said I, I haven't, you know, passed this on since I got on the ship, but I mean... I'll tell him my former rank, you know, former Navy SEAL. I've been on subs before. I've been on ships before. I'm, I'm a civvy now, but I, I, I used to be one of you guys. So I mean, I understand how things happen, how things work down below. So uh, you know, just if you, if you need an ear, you need someone uh, outside of the, the chain to talk to, come to see me anytime. I appreciate that. And now I got to get back. Then I slam him in um, information. No, just joking. Um, 
were you telling me your intention is to go and try and talk to the captain? If if he's recommending no, I think I'll leave it for a day before I decide whether to do that. Okay. Um, tomorrow, you will arrive at the trench. Uh, so from that point on, you need to be prepared once they've located the area they want you to go down into. Um. Uh, Johan, uh, you receive a message from uh, from Doc. Oh. Uh, he would like you to come down to uh, sick bay. Okay. I uh, do. I have a mask and gloves. <laughs> um. Yeah. Actually, he gives those to you when you get there. He's wearing them himself. Okay. Um, and he says just a precaution because so far this is extremely bizarre. The it 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 seems to be infecting one new person every day, not any more than that. It doesn't seem to be spreading. It seems to be focused. Huh. He takes you in and he says, uh I, I have some some bad news. Uh, uh, Seaman Wheeler has passed away. Oh, jeez. And uh, he says, but I've never seen anything like this before. And he says, uh, brace yourself. And oh. he takes you into where the tent is. And through the plastic of the tent, you can see that Ernest Wheeler has pretty much disintegrated into green goo. Do a sanity roll. It's like liquefied? Pretty much. He's contained inside the plastic bag, but... Uh, I, I, I passed 37 out of 50. Okay. Do, do, one, one, do one to two points of damage. Okay, so I don't... It's pretty okay, took... horrendous. I, I took one. All right. And, of course, he points out that he has other patients that are progressing. Did, have they seen this, the ones, the other ones that are infected? Oh, no, no. Yeah, I would, uh, I would try to get word about this to the captain. This is highly Well, I've unusual. been sending regular reports to the captain. Are you um, getting anything back from him? Nothing. This is bizarre. In looking into it, I mean, does it look like anything's growing? You know, there's nothing growing out of the mess, is there? Like a, a fungus or. Well, kind of. I mean, algae, but people don't get infected with algae. Yeah, that just doesn't seem right. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like it could be some sort of a. It, it, you can't really tell if it's plant or animal at this point without doing a microscopic examination. And, and we don't have those tools. That kind of equipment, right? Yeah. Um, it looks because it's green. It looks like plant material, but it seems in places that that, they, that you can still see it that it's literally dissolving the flesh, like a Doc like a giant uh, white corpsuckle, you know, uh, 
eating a bacterium or something like that. All right. Doc, do you know if these guys, I mean, were they going through rotation on anything? I so far have tried every way I can to find out what the commonality is between them all. And there's only one thing, and it makes no sense whatsoever. Oh, all right. Well, what is it? I mean, three of the crew, Ernest was one of them, said something about the leaf. The leaf? As I said, it doesn't make any sense at all. We don't have any green growing plants on board the ship. And they were talking is it something they were smoking, maybe? Well, no, nobody smokes on board our ship. Oh, um, the only leaves I could think of would be like spinach or something okay. in the kitchen. But the leaf. When when spinach is served or when salad is served, I don't actually know if salad is served on a, a submarine, but when it's served, it is. everybody eats it. So why is only one person being infected? It makes no sense at all. This is a it, mystery. And Ernest was one of the people that said that. Yeah. Were, were Sam and Ned the other two? He said he said it when he was in uh, delirium. Well, we have we have eight people now infected. Okay. One for each day. Um, beginning with the second day, we were. Underway. You know anything about what they were doing if they were on shore leave or anything before they got on the on the sub? Actually, I have no idea. Okay. Uh, perhaps you think that the connection might be had before? Well, I mean, I, I'm sure some infections could could incubate in the body for quite a while. But why why would it be spread out like this and not have infected them all at the same time? That is a great question. And why only one person? I have no idea. Yeah, this really isn't my forte. Uh, well, I'm glad tomorrow. to help in any way that I can. And actually, we've attempted to approach uh, the captain and haven't had any luck yet. We may have to be a little bit more direct about our efforts and getting in to speak with them. Well, I'd appreciate the help. Um, you guys have got your mission tomorrow, and hopefully... If we can get back to the Falkland Islands a day later, uh, maybe we can get some relief. Maybe we can find out what the hell's going on here. The leaf. And they did they say the leaf when they were down here in your care? Or you just know they happened to be talking about that's that? That's what it it's what it sounded like. No, it was mostly when they went into a delirium. Into the delirium. Okay. Like something on board the ship called a leaf is there any do you know of any part of the ship or parts on the ship no nothing all right this technology is a little beyond me like any yeah. kind of slang i've i've been aboard these ships for the last 15 years and i don't remember anything like that all right in part why i'm the corpsman because i've got kind of like jack of all trades you want your plumbing fixed i can do that as well <laughs> yeah well I've, I've been eating well so things are going okay there I will. Um, all right. Well, I'll, I'll get back to you. Certainly. If I, I get any news and please keep in contact with me with this. And uh, what do you plan on doing about, about Ernest's 
Uh, puddle. All, all I can do is keep it contained for now. And uh, good God. Yeah. You know, I've I've barely been able to sleep these last few days because just the thought of this whole situation. Uh, I've never had anything like this happen to me in my entire career. You know, yeah. occasionally somebody got sick. The worst, worst was, you know, I had somebody who broke his leg. I had to set it and take care of him while we before we we were out for like three weeks before we got back to a a place. Oh, that, that could get gnarly if they had to break it and reset it. Yeah, that's what I did have to do. Yeah, with the um, you know, have you noticed some of the some of the guys on board been um, kind of I don't know, kind of getting flighty? You know, leaning kind on the listless, leaning leaning against the walls. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's where I was going. I have, yeah. I have noticed that. Yeah, and I, I thought maybe they're just. I heard that the captain was like driving them really hard, but yeah, I don't know if they've been put on sec on on double shifts or uh, that's not normal. You, you haven't seen that with guys maybe that have been on board for a long time before some sort of, I don't know, some sort of syndrome mm -hmm. or something. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I, I can't think of anything like that. Okay. This has been a strange. Strange trip. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, hopefully we'll, we'll, yeah, like you said, we'll be, you know, done with this, you know, tomorrow or the day after and headed back to the islands where we can get some relief here. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, Doc. How about the rest of you? Do you want to do anything? I, I bring them all in the loop, obviously, as quick as I can. Another safety check. Um, well, that's standard on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, yeah, everything with the submersible seems perfect. I, I want to check. i tell you what, actually, I've been thinking, been wondering. You say one person is getting infected every day. Yeah. What, what if we were to, to map out... Um, their quarters or their workstations and just see if there's any natural progression through the ship for. Sure. I mean, the, the doc's been trying to, you know, crunch this thing too and see if he, he sees any pattern. He's a little bit more familiar with what they do day to day. Um, but I mean, it, it couldn't take us more than an hour to try to do what you're suggesting, you know, make some sketches and just try to figure out the flow of things. Hmm. Well, I mean, I'm I'm all up for doing that. Once I've done my uh, safety checks for the day, that that's pretty much it for me. I'm, I've I've got uh, plenty of plenty of time. In this leaf thing, no, it, any of you ran into? I don't know uh, something weird about leaves on board. I just no? had a weird thought, which I I'm sure it's nothing, but aren't sometimes. Uh, Books, don't they? Aren't they sometimes called leaves or like a chapter? Pages of books. Are Pages or leaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I'll, I'll share my story that I saw uh, Ensign Ramsey give the captain a book. Oh, well, that's I mean, it's a stretch, but well, I think we definitely need to speak to the captain. I, I, I don't think we can play around with this any longer. Um, or or he, he at least needs to know what's going on. I've been told that he's probably not the best guy to talk to right now. Why? Because 
I just, hmm, I wonder, you don't want to, in my experience, the best person to talk to usually is the second in command because the captain's so high up, they don't want to listen to you. Well, second in command usually has the like they have the control over things. Sometimes captain has the ideas. Second in command executes them. Is so the second in command someone we could talk to, Tom, or would that be uh, Byron? That's Byron. Yeah, he's second. It's Byron, and Byron's <laughs> the one where uh, okay, Byron's the one telling me not to bother the captain, or not. He's recommending it. He wasn't saying don't. He's saying. It's not and the he, best said, idea. he said he couldn't stop you, so he couldn't stop me, but. Who brought the book to the captain? It was uh, Ensign Rumsey. Rumsey. Maybe we should find him and just, you know, casually put him in a corner and ask him questions. Could beat it at him. Yeah. Yeah, we're on a boat, small boat, underwater. Kind of not the best idea to beat the shit out of someone. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if I knew them, you know. Well, I, you know, I, I'm all for talking to the captain. Maybe we can get a clue from this uh, Rumsey. Yeah. Ram- yeah. Ramsey. Well, you know, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm ex, ex Navy. Why don't I go talk to the captain? See if I can just sort of, I'll play him up a bit. Okay. Sounds you might like know how to talk idea. his language. Yeah. 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 Okay. Can I can I knock on the captain's door, Tom, or is it something that? Oh, uh, uh, captain is on the bridge. Easy. Captain is in the in the command state command area. Okay. Well, I'm happy to walk up to the captain and say, Captain, um, I'm sorry I haven't introduced myself. On, on board the, uh, the bridge. Uh, get him captain, I'm, here right now. Captain, I'm, I'm Senior Chief, uh, former Navy SEAL. Uh, I don't care who the fuck you are. Get the hell off my, uh, my command station. Can't you see we're busy here? Get the fuck off. And, and, and he's a security. Get him off of here. And they, everybody on board the... Uh, uh, in the command station, looks like they're scared the fuck out of their wits um, because the captain is like way over the top. But the security people take you to the door and they look kind of apologetic about it. But okay, well, when one of them takes me to the door, I say, "Guys, look, all I want to do is uh, I've got to get some information back to the uh, Miskatonic University. I just want to be able to get on the radio. Can I? Or the radio or the." Uh, the the lands whatever the system is that we need to get a, a message out is it possible I could do that? Uh, you need to talk to um, uh, Aiden Carr, uh, chief radio operator. Okay, I I, apo- I from a distance apologize. I'm sorry, Captain. I apologize. He completely ignores you. Easy enough. Okay. And what you see him doing is he's got navigation charts. He's um, He's micromanaging everything that his crew is doing there. He's pointing to things. He says, you know, no, 17.3 degrees, you know, and he's, he's just, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's almost a caricature. Can I get one of the, as the security guys are escorting me off, can I, like, say to one of them, can I have a word? Um. Well, one of them says, I- "I'm going back." Um, but Can the you other cover one, for this guy? 
the other one's like, uh, make it make it quick. Okay, it's not a what good time. The, I'll just take I'll take the other guys aside and I'll just say, what the fuck is going on? What is what is up with Captain? I mean, this is not. Are you guys? Are we on the same course we're supposed to be on? What's going on? Oh, uh, as far as I know, we are exactly on the course that he wants us to be on. And uh, uh, I would suggest you talk to the uh, lieutenant commander. Um, we can't do anything unless he endangers the crew. Okay. So, no, I get it. No, I understand. I get all he's it. done is uh, is be extremely exacting in everything that we do. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, is Lieutenant? I'm oh, sorry, Lieutenant Commander, on the bridge, or is he off elsewhere? Um, he shouldn't be that hard to find. Um, so, uh, the security guy leaves you, but it takes yeah, you yeah. maybe takes you maybe ten minutes to uh, to find uh, the executive officer, uh, James Byron, Lieutenant Commander James Byron, uh, and you find that he's coming back from like the uh, uh, navigation area. And uh, he's going rather quickly. Uh, and so, but he, he's like, uh, Mr. Shipley, um, walk with me. Uh, what do you have to say before? I, I've got to go back to the command center. We have issue, We have some concerns regarding the health of some of your crew, uh -huh. the, the captain's actions. I mean, are we on course? Is there something going on? I mean, we just, things are, act, things are coming up. Things are happening that are not quite, the norm and we're a little concerned about our safety here i have no fear we are on that we're we're on course we will arrive there uh tomorrow morning uh we are in fact probably going to be a little bit early um i captain's efficient <laughs> I, it, it's yeah to say the least um i've i've never seen him like this but As you well know, I can't really do anything unless he actually does something. Of course. Um, of course. Of course. Um, uh, I apologize. I, I have to go. No, no. No apologies. Please, can, please, I, can I get feel free to the, keep me access informed. to the radio? Uh, access of course. To the radio. You want to you speak with uh, uh, Aiden Carr? Mr. Uh, Carr. Mr. Carr. Okay. Uh, what exactly are you going to do? We, we're supposed to be reporting back to our Miskatonic University when we're getting close to the uh, the location we're going to. Not necessarily reporting on the situation. I mean, there's nothing going on right now. We haven't arrived, but we have to report that we're getting close. Well, remember, uh, code your messages. Make sure that you're not, uh, you know, if we have an enemy sub in the area, uh -huh. uh, use your use discretion. I'm sure that you you know you were in the navy. Well, yes, uh, cryptography is not my thing, but I know how to. We, we just have to report all's well. All right. Uh, yes, you have my permission. Thank you. Um, keep me informed of what's going on. Thank you. Okay. Well, I'll find, go to find Mr. Carr, I guess. All right. So you arrive in the uh, in the radio room, and uh, you find uh, Mr. Carr. Um, monitoring the radio uh normally he would have two other crew people in there with him both of them are seem to be missing and he's like uh he looks up at you and he says uh um i don't know you what's up what do you need uh hi mr carr i'm a former uh, retired 
a, a former retired. Sorry, <laughs> not former retired. That would be ridiculous. I'm a retired senior chief, Navy SEAL, uh, Mark Shipley. I'm here with the Miskatonic group. Uh, we're running this sub. I have to report back to Miskatonic University that we are uh, approaching the uh, the target and wondering if I could use the radio for that purpose. Um, he he gives you a bit of the runaround about, you know, uh, uh, no unauthorized, blah, blah, blah. But if you've got permission from the uh, um, uh, from the lieutenant commander, then, you know, be my guest. Do you know how to run, yeah. do you know how to work an opera, uh, uh, a radio? Oh, of course. All right. I, so, I don't know that I do. But. Well, <laughs> he shows you what to do. And he, okay. he tells you, though, bear in mind that I, I am monitoring. And if you say something that is not allowed, I will cut you off. There is a there's a 10 second delay. Of course, of course. All right. Um, Jeff, he said BRB. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, my question to you is uh, outside of um, actively role playing the game, the persons I was talking to before our, our mission. Mm-hmm. Do I know their names and contact information at all no. that I can use in this purpose? You situation? you know you know that there was an admiral involved, and you probably know his name. I don't, I don't have that in my. In no, no. My... I I mean I don't have to have it. I just wondering if you were you were approached about a week before this with uh, with uh, the the dean of uh, of the college and this admiral. And they told you what the mission was and why they needed you, um, and you had all agreed, and that was that. Everything was arranged, and a week later, you were getting on board the submarine. Okay. Well, I would certainly want to send a message to the dean, assuming that uh, whatever I send to him, he will understand. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I would like to say is approaching target, all crew or all members of the Miskatonic crew are well, dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. Is the guy standing over my shoulder as I'm typing this in? He's at another station, but he's monitoring. He's got a... So he can hear. Oh, so I'm. This is verbal, not typing. Not typing. Then. Oh. See, I don't know enough about it. Why wouldn't it be verbal? This is 2018 or 19, 17. The hell, I don't know the year. I just. Uh, I don't know. I I, th- I just thought it would be kind of typing. That's why I was like dot dot dot. <laughs> Well, maybe maybe uh, it is like a co- coded message, like an email. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Is it's, it's possibly like a coded message in that it was like, all's well with the crew, and capitalized the and crew, dot, dot, dot. Okay. All I have for now, leave it at that and see if uh, just if he's okay with that, send. Okay. Uh, yeah, he has no problem with that. Okay. And he's like, now if you won't, if you'll, if you won't, don't mind. I'm kind of under, yep. underhanded here. 
under handling. Oh, I know the captain. You're busy. You're under 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 crewed, and the captain's busy. Right. Or the captain's pushing you. I get it. Yep. All good. All right. Um, anything else before tomorrow that you want to do? It also looks like we might go over just a little. I hope that's okay. I'd like to talk to Ramsey. Think we could find him? Uh, Rumsey? Rumsey. Uh, Rumsey should be in navigation. Isn't that where it all started? Yeah. Oh. Uh, all right. Okay. Should be when in navigation to, now. When you get to navigation, mm -hmm. uh, there are three people still in navigation, uh, including uh, the chief of navigation, uh, Kendrick Bailey. Uh, Rumsey is there, and uh, there is another ensign, Hiro Inaba, uh, Asian fellow. Um, they are all leaned over the instruments, and uh, Rumsey even more so is is checking and double-checking and triple-checking uh, all the data that, that they've got coming in. Um, so they're they're all they all look extremely busy. I, I'll go over to the chief and say, "Excuse me, chief. Uh, I I've I, I really I'm sorry for interrupting you here, but I, I've got a need to speak to to, to Rumsey for just a moment. Uh, can would you be uh, able to part with him for just three minutes, maybe? Uh, Rumsey is very. We're we're all very busy right now. Um, what is this about? Uh, this is, uh, actually we're trying to follow up on, uh, some of the illnesses that we've had on board and we just wanted to ask him a couple of questions regarding Ernest that was working in here. Um, Ernest. Yeah. Ernest was in nav, wasn't that? Yes, that's correct. Uh, um, Ernest is in sick bay as far as we know. Uh, yes, he's dire conditions. And, and so it's it, prompting us to, um, to try to figure out a little bit about what was going on with him. As um, I said, it would just be for a moment. Yeah, I really understand the urgency, you know, of keeping him here. Rumsey sort of straightens up and looks over in your and he says, "Chief, um, I'm kind of due for a bathroom break. Can I uh, can I go for five minutes? I can, if they want to ask me something, I'm cool with that. I'll be right back to do this to continue this." And he's like, "Fine." All right, cool. Uh, when we get like out in the hallway somewhere that I could be somewhat quiet, I'll just tell him and say, "Listen, uh, you know, I'm going to keep my voice down here. Um, Ernest is, is in really bad shape. Uh, did you see anything in particular happen with him before he came down with uh, this rash that he had?" And he's like, "Well, this is, um, I don't really know anything about him. Uh, he was kind of new. He." Uh, I'm not so sure he knew his job very well, but uh, you know he was trying. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, you say, why do you say that? You, was was he was he not alert, or was it just his technical ability? I don't know. I just didn't like the way he looked. You know? Okay, okay. Uh, well, and again, I, I'm not going to keep you very long here. Uh, the uh, one of the other members of our team, uh, it, you know, uh, mentioned that we. He saw you in uh, speaking with the captain, and I'll just have to be blunt. Do you, do you know anything about the captain's current condition? He seems kind of really irritated, irate. 
he he shakes his head. He says he just just wants to make sure everything is going smoothly here. Okay, and uh, and uh, we saw we saw you basic. I actually do have to use the restroom. So. Okay, uh, and I'll let you go. My last question is that um, it, we we saw a particular book on board that that you happen to have been delivering to the captain. Do you know what that book was? It's a leather bound book. Uh, he looks at you. Uh, do a psychology roll. I don't know if you sure. do psychology at all. Yeah, I do. Yeah. No, I failed. But still, he looks at you with a strange, odd smirk on his face. And he says, I don't know anything about that. All right. And well, he says, I got to go. And he, I, All right. I apologize for, for any misunderstanding, but thank you for your help, sir. He heads to the head. Okay. All right. Anything else? No. Um, shall we skip then to the next day? Um, things just seem weirder. Um, but right about 7.30 a.m., uh, you hear uh, basically the announcement uh, over the intercom uh, that the uh, submersible crew needs to assemble. Uh, we have low, they've located, uh, what seems to be the signature and, uh, you will be descending, uh, within the next 45 minutes. All right, guys, let's do it right. Let's do it quiet and let's get the hell out of here. Okay. Final safety check then. Yeah, I mean, I know I'm doing a lot of these safety checks, but let's just put this into context. If we get down there and there's a hole the size of my little finger in that submersible, <laughs> right, then we're all going to be crammed up into the top very quickly. And it's all going to You keep us alive. Yeah. So, you know, be aware. You're the one There's that keeps us alive. I'm just telling you, it's just, you know, I don't want you to think I'm overdoing it. No, Bob, your excellence is always appreciated. I wouldn't trust anybody more than you. All right. <clears throat> you guys get everything ready. And uh, you are just... Climbing into the submersible, going one at a time. You're getting yourself in position, and then the next person gets in. And um, just before uh, uh, Johan gets in there, um, the, uh, the doc uh, comes up and just sort of quietly puts his hand on your shoulder and says, uh, uh, Portsmouth is dead. Sam? Yeah. Damn it. Well, um, I haven't found out anything new, have you? He says nothing. He says, uh, 
try to find what you're looking for quickly and then we can get back yeah we all want to get out of this situation quick and uh, i can you know i appreciate you 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 helping to keep things together down there so i'm sure that's not an easy task all right um you you seal the door on your submersible and you unattach from uh the uss whitaker and as you're there for just a moment it strikes you that your little submersible it's like it hangs like a little child's toy over miles and miles of deep water and it's ominous and it's overwhelming um and you begin your do your descent um 20 minutes into your descent it's going to take you about an hour and a half uh, uh it's going to take about two hours to get to the bottom of the trench but you might not have to go that far uh the estimate is that whatever it is is around six thousand meters down okay. um but about 20 minutes into your descent uh you get a radio call and it's from uh lieutenant commander byron and uh he says gentlemen uh i think uh that you can stop worrying um uh i am in charge of this mission at this point um the captain uh, uh suddenly decided to leave the bridge uh now that we found the signature uh he's gone to his room and um didn't answer uh, my uh, my inquiries. He just, I guess, he's probably asleep. But uh, from this point on, I'm in charge. Has anyone checked on the captain to make sure he's okay? I mean, with all the illness going on in the ship. Um, he's shown no symptoms of any kind of disease. Good, um, good. It's probably yeah. exhaustion. Did Did he surrender his authority to be honest he did nothing at all he simply left once we had located the signature it was almost as if he lost complete interest very odd um look when when we are uh... yeah i'll say yeah if we've been descending for 20 minutes, we should be okay now. Um, can I um, use the uh, the hydrophone again to see if um, if I can hear anything outside? Yes. Now that we're re reasonably far away from the noise mm -hmm. of the submarine. Another listen roll. Um, go ahead, do a listen roll, yeah. And that is, oh, blimey, that's a three. Okay. See, down here, without distractions, I can really pay attention. Now that you have left the sub behind, we're descending into the darkness. Oh, into the darkness. Um, you don't hear anything. Anything out of the ordinary. Oh, right, okay. Have we turned um, on the Geiger counter yet? 
Uh, yes. Has it you picked are, up anything? Oh, yeah. There's definitely something there. Um, and the, the signal is getting stronger. Um, you're not able to use any kind of parallax to, to triangulate, but uh, the sub was able to ascertain that it's probably around 6,000 meters down. Um, about 70 minutes into your descent, probably around 5,000 feet or 5,000 meters down. Um, there's something now the portholes in your sub are very small. Uh, most of your stuff is done with instruments. Um, the glass is of course, very thick because it's designed to take this kind of pressure. But you can still see just basically a black circle is all you're saying because it's pitch black out there. Um, you've already passed through the zones where you've seen glow-in-the-dark animals. But out of your, um, your port side window, there's something in the distance that you're heading towards that seems to be glowing. It, it has a greenish sort of glow to it, yellowish green, very much like something bioluminescent. And it's, it's large. Um, it's almost, it's blurry because it's far away, but it's, it's almost got a, a horseshoe sort of shape to it where it's, thin and then thick and then thin and it's just hanging there in the darkness off in the distance and then the radio crackles and you hear a uh, byron um suddenly calling out mayday mayday and he's sending a signal to the surface, but nothing has happened, he says, yet. But the captain has taken control of the weapons, and he has loaded a torpedo into the torpedo tube. And they're trying to get a security team down there to stop him. And then your submersible is hit by a concussion wave oh, as, the, as the radio crackles and you hear Byron saying that the captain has detonated the torpedo in the tube and blown the whole front end of the submarine off. Oh. This is not mayday, good. Mayday, mayday. Now, when the concussion wave hits whatever that glowing thing is, it suddenly begins to move. It unfolds itself, and it begins to look like a thing in the water that's actually swimming. Uh, it is easily the size of a whale. It's monstrously huge, and it's swimming in your direction. Oh. 
sanity roll. Yeah, Bob, time to get topside. Roll first. <laughs> I'm oh, good. Fail. <laughs> I just I just rolled ninety six. <laughs> I'm assuming I'm good. I'm good. No, it's not. It's not catastrophic, but I've definitely failed. If if you passed one d four, if you failed one d eight, one d eight. Oh, I took three. Okay, five, and that is ten percent. Three. Well, Bob, you are able to keep control of it, despite the fact that the water around you now is rocking violently back and forth. Um, uh, Fred, uh, I'm sorry, Joe Johan, you had your face right up against that portal as this thing started swimming towards you. And uh, this is what you see. Where is it? Oh, shit. Time out. <laughs> kind of, kind of looks like a, a guy with a beard and a T-shirt. Yeah, that's an illusion. With, like headphones. Why doesn't it show up? It must be Isn't paradolia. that all of us? Paradolia. Hold on. I'm I am beginning to uh, regret putting the submarine effects thing on at my end because uh, it's it's now kind of freaking me out. All right. Um, this is what you see. We see Fred. Oh, sorry. <coughs> oh, my God. I just start gasping and choking. I could barely breathe. Mm. Well, actually, let's see what the hell happens to you. Yeah. Well. Um, just trust me. I'll pick a. I'll pick a card. What's what's the Geiger counter doing? By the way, is this thing's coming? It's it's going like crazy. Shit! This is all right. Uh, uh, you got flea and panic. So, <laughs> unfortunately, what you're going to try to do is get the hell out of the sub. Uh-huh. Uh, now, I'm sure that there are locking mechanisms on the sub that won't allow you to. However, right. all the rest of you see him attempting to open the sub, to get the hell out of the sub. Uh, the thing swims past you um i'd like you to all do a luck roll twelve out of fifty twenty three that's a twenty six yeah i passed ah um jeff you failed uh, as you are there in the ship, the thing swings past you, and it seems to be heading probably for where the sub is. Um, 
it's completely covered on its back by these long metallic needles. And there is a thunk sound as one of the needles penetrates the side of the um, submersible. And amazingly, there's no uh, decompre instant decompression, but the needle goes right into you. And you are pinned by it, uh, except that it doesn't hurt. You feel euphoric. Uh, you you just sort of become completely mesmerized by warm, wonderful feelings that are flowing over your body. You begin to see visions of what looks like outer space. Um, the rest of you are absolutely terrified. Um, the thing swims past you, and it heads straight for uh, the, the, the now dis uh, partially destroyed sub that is sinking rapidly. Uh, and uh, what do you guys want to do? Um, first of all, you've got one person injured and possibly dying. Uh, the other one is trying to get out of the thing. So he's kicking. Well, I'm, assu I'm assuming we're going to have video of, of whatever that was, because obviously we're recording everything. Sure. I Yes. So as far as I'm concerned, we have fulfilled our mission. <laughs> Let's we restrain can't, who's, who's... We does. can't return to the submarine because the submarine has been damaged. Um, the only option I have as as pilot of this vessel is to head for the surface and deploy the emergency beacon. Okay. So you, uh, I don't know what they call it, blowing the ballast and you start heading towards the surface. Well, that's, uh, I mean, that's, I'm announcing my intention to do that unless anyone else feels that we should return to try and aid us to, to render assistance oh, to the submarine. I'm probably see, yelling at you I to do that. I don't see what we can do. We can't do anything to assist the submarine because we're already at full capacity. We can't get any more people in here. Screw them. So I'm I'm restraining whoever's trying to friggin' get out the door. Like that's I'm, me. I'm, I'm yanking on the door handle. Or anything the I can the do. Only, the only way that any survivors on that submarine are going to be saved is if we make it to the surface right now and deploy the emergency beacon. So Which is we three hours make... up. Or, or are yeah. we fully down yet? Are we like all the way down? No, or is, are we six, like. You're only 6,000 meters down, but that's still going to take a couple hours to get to the surface. Well, we need to restrain who. Like, uh, we. What is your name, Fred? Johan. We need Johan. to restrain Johan. Johan, tie him up with stuff. Why don't you? Why don't you do a grapple on Johan? Oh, where's my grapple? Where's my? I grapple? don't want him to grab. I don't want him to grapple me. I'm trying to get it? out of here. Oh, of course you'd want me to grapple you. Where's the grapple? Where? Where is it? I can't. Oh, it's uh, it's just brawl. Oh, brawl. Okay. All right. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, six that. Did you make it? I rolled a sixty-seven. Where is my brawl? Is it in skills? It's in fighting. Yeah. Fighting brawl. It's, it should be the very first thing. 
I did not make it. No. Okay. Hmm. He probably kicked you. I'm just. I'm um, just going to point out. Bastard. That there are there are countless tons of pressure pushing on this on this vessel from outside. Yeah, you can't just open a door. Like, <laughs> you, you, your your strength would have to be sort of in, well, in the high thousands. Superhuman crazy. I'm also not going to flip the switch to let you do it. <laughs> we'll, we'll end it with this. Do a luck roll and somebody needs to get an extreme. Oh. Uh, oh, we're going two nights, are we? Okay. I did not get an extreme. I got 47 out of 50. A 10 or under. No, I got a 45 out of 50. Jeff, roll. What am I rolling for? Just, Just roll. roll. Luck. <laughs> luck, uh, fail. So you all Damn fail it. your luck. All right. As you guys are ascending... Uh, um, uh, Bob is looking out the window, trying to navigate, trying to get you guys up to the surface. When you see the thing uh, has more or less finished with the sub and is now heading back towards you. And nice. The thing, the last thing that you see is, of course, this monstrously huge glowing mouth opening up and... That's unfortunately the end of your story as it crushes down <laughs> on your. Uh, I'll you never to get to climb Mont Blanc. <laughs> All right, so probably want to know what was happening. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Rumsey. Uh, Rumsey uh, had been reading a text known as the Mysteries of Galaaki. Um, and he had learned a spell and in order to cast a spell, it, it took him a considerable amount of power and, uh, and magic points to cast it, but it, it involved casting it on a small leaf of some sort. And then the person that he handed that leaf to developed what's called the green decay. And so as part of his worship, so to speak, of Galaki, uh, he'd been doing this every day and handing the leaf to a new person. And that's what was happening to the people. The other people on board the ship were succumbing to the call of Galaki, which uh, was the creature that was... It's it's unclear whether it was going through some sort of a breeding cycle or what, but it's not exactly in 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 line with uh, Ramsey Campbell's story. But whatever it was, it was a similar creature, and that's what it was doing. It was attempting to reproduce down at the bottom of the ocean, and it was giving off a signature. And you guys disturbed it, and once you disturbed it. Uh, well, it ate you. Um, the people who 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 sort of came under its dream spell, they wanted it to stab them with one of these quills, because when it stabs you, uh, it departs wisdom on you. You begin to know 
all of the things that it had ever seen in its millions of years of existence. And uh, you would, in the right conditions, become kind of a, an undead servant of the thing. Um, it's actually a character that came up in, in uh, Jeff's story um, uh, amidst the ancient trees. But uh, it was really good. It was a, you guys did a great job. I thought y'all died. That's that's cool. <laughs> I always die. It is a one shot. So lucky was... Anthony, he gets to be the one that gets gets poisoned and enjoys the trip. You know, <laughs> that was fun. I, I almost, almost. I, I I thought you're so close to the end. Should I have Rumsey shake your hand? And you pull back, and there's a leaf in your hand because you're asking too many questions. It wouldn't have made any difference because you didn't last a day after your encounter with him. Um, this is one of those one-page uh, scenarios. One uh, page? Wow, yeah, that's amazing. All, all written on one page. That's um, great. Well done. Uh, of course, I added a lot of. I sat and researched submarines and all that sort of stuff. And there's a really cool website called Submarine 101. It's kind of <laughs> a, blo a blog uh, written by a guy who was a submariner, and uh, it's very interesting because it's it's entertaining to read. And he does have a whole section on pranks that they they pull on each other. Um, these these come from uh, uh, Reckoning of the Dead is the website. Uh, and they're really good. There's a whole bunch of them. Um, anyways, let's end it there. Uh, our players included Jeff Wilkins, Fred Carter, Sean Little, and Mick Swan with yours truly as a keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron of our show, visit our Patreon account just a dollar or two a month helps us a lot. Like, share, subscribe, and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. Uh, and be sure to leave us some comments. We love hearing from you. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.